Greetings, Detective. Welcome to the Murder Mystery Company and our new free service, Calm Mystery. We know that many of you need that calm and centered moment, but meditation isn't necessarily your thing. If you're a mystery lover, a crime fan, and could use a break, you've come to the right place. It sure is a suspenseful world out there, but I have good news for you. In this world, the only suspense will come from the world's best writers. For the next few minutes, we're going to close the door on the outside world. First, find a comfortable chair, sofa, or bed. Take a moment to just relax into that spot. Let your body sink in, slowly releasing the day's tension. Just relax. You've earned this time. You need this time for you. Your body will thank you. Now let's take a moment to clear your mind. I want you to focus on two things. My voice and your breathing. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Let it out slowly through your mouth. Now the same thing, but let's breathe on my count. Three counts in and four counts out. Breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. As we do this, you're going to slowly relax more and be perfectly ready for tonight's dastardly tale. Now again, breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. One more time, breathing out the last bit of stress. Breathe in, one, two, three. Now out, one, two, three, four. Excellent. Tonight's tale of mystery, intrigue, and murder is truly spine-tingling. Calm Mystery the Brazilian Cat by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle Read by Perry F. Bruns I was not sorry that my visit was drawing to a close, for it is unpleasant to feel that there is one person in the house who eagerly desires your departure. Mrs. King's sallow face and forbidding eyes had become more and more hateful to me. She was no longer actively rude. Her fear of her husband prevented her but she pushed her insane jealousy to the extent of ignoring me, never addressing me, and in every way making my stay at Greylands as uncomfortable as she could. So offensive was her manner during that last day that I should certainly have left had it not been for that interview with my host in the evening, which would, I hoped, retrieve my broken fortunes. It was very late when it occurred, for my relative who had been receiving even more telegrams than usual during the day, went off to his study after dinner, 
and only emerged when the household had retired to bed. I heard him go round locking the doors, as custom was of a night, and finally he joined me in the billiard room. His stout figure was wrapped in a dressing gown, and he wore a pair of red Turkish slippers. Settling down into an armchair, he brewed himself a glass of grog, in which I could not help noticing that the whiskey considerably predominated over the water. My word, said he, what a night! It was indeed. The wind was howling and screaming around the house, and the latticed windows rattled and shook as if they were coming in. The glow of the yellow lamps and the flavor of our cigars seemed the brighter and more fragrant for the contrast. Now, my boy, said my host, we have the house and the night to ourselves. Let me have an idea of how your affairs stand, and I will see what can be done to set them in order. I wish to hear every detail. Thus encouraged, I entered into a long exposition in which all my tradesmen and creditors, from my landlord to my valet, figured in turn. I had notes in my pocketbook, and I marshaled my facts, and gave, I flatter myself, a very businesslike statement of my own unbusinesslike ways and lamentable position. I was depressed, however, to notice that my companion's eyes were vacant and his attention elsewhere. When he did occasionally throw out a remark, it was so entirely perfunctory and pointless that I was sure he had not in the least followed my remarks. Every now and then he roused himself and put on some show of interest, asking me to repeat or to explain more fully, but it was always to sink once more into the same brown study. At last he rose and threw the end of his cigar into the grate. "'I'll tell you what, my boy,' said he. "'I never had a head for figures, so you will excuse me. You must jot it all down upon paper and let me have a note of the amount. I'll understand it when I see it in black and white.' The proposal was encouraging. I promised to do so. And now it's time we were in bed. By Jove, there's one o'clock striking in the hall. The tingling of the chiming clock broke through the deep roar of the gale. The wind was sweeping past with the rush of a great river. I must see my cat before I go to bed, said my host. A high wind excites him. Will you come? Certainly, said I. Then tread softly and don't speak, for everyone is asleep. We passed quietly down the lamplit, Persian-rugged hall, and through the door at the farther end. All was dark in the stone corridor, but a stable lantern hung on a hook, and my host took it down and lit it. There was no grating visible in the passage, so I knew that the beast was in its cage. "'Come in,' said my relative, and opened the door. A deep growling as we entered showed that the storm had really excited the creature, in the flickering light of the lantern we saw it, a huge black mass coiled in the corner of its den and throwing a squat, uncouth shadow upon the whitewashed wall, its tail switched angrily among the straw. "'Poor Tommy is not in the best of tempers,' said Everard King, holding up the lantern and looking in at him. "'What a black devil he looks, doesn't he? I must give him a little supper to put him in a better humour.' Would you mind holding the lantern for a moment? I took it from his hand, and he stepped to the door. His larder is just outside here, said he. You will excuse me for a moment, won't you? He passed out, and the door shut with a sharp metallic click behind him. That hard, crisp sound made my heart stand still. A sudden wave of terror passed over me. A vague perception of some monstrous treachery turned me cold. 
I sprang to the door, but there was no handle upon the inner side. Here, I cried, let me out. Thank you, detectives, for listening to tonight's Calm Mystery by the Murder Mystery Company. I'm Perry F. Bruns. Would you like to show somebody you care? Is there a mystery fan in your life? Couldn't they use a quiet moment and a great story? I'm doing personal stories of 20 minutes or less. Something personal like this can make a friend or family member feel truly loved in an otherwise dark time. They're only $49, and you can email me at calmmystery, that's C-A-L-M mystery, at gmail.com. In the meantime, stay tuned for more tales to tingle and terrify while giving you a needed break from the outside world.